Emma, welcome to the Evolving Leader podcast. Thank you for joining me on this special Scotlight episode of the show. Can you start by telling our listeners a little about yourself? Thank you, John. I'm delighted to be here on the Evolving Leader. I started my career by studying psychology at Cambridge University. And then several years ago, I decided to go back to studying and I did a further degree in occupational psychology at Birkbeck College in London. I've then applied a lot of what I studied in consulting roles, mainly in the space of behaviour change, before becoming a co-founder of our company, Outside. And everything I've done in my work focuses on how people get on and work together. And where this has led me to is a real focus and passion for how teams work and don't work. And as I've got to know and work with more leadership teams, more function teams, more innovation teams, sprint teams, task forces, I've found my own purpose and passion. And that's to help teams of any shape or of any form to become better environments for us all to do our greatest, most difficult work. And over the last few years, as I've spent more time in this space, I keep facing a recurring and interesting problem. And that is that just how few organisations have a consistent approach for what a team is and how they should operate. There's still little attention really being paid to how you can flourish in one team and flounder in another for reasons way beyond the obvious checklist of the leader or the manager or the strategic goal. So that's what's keeping me busy right now, helping teams to thrive. So we're here to talk about your work on listening. Why has this become a focus for you? Well, there are two strands to my research work. The first we call open teams. How can you do your best work in an organisation in any team? How can organisations tap into the collective problem-solving capacity of all its people? The other is a build on this, and we call this open teaming. And this is about the mindset, the behaviours and the mechanisms that enable teams of teams to win together for the customer. And there are several core components of open teams and teaming, but active listening is foundational for the human connection and the productive interactions that are needed for anyone to team. And it's actually surprisingly difficult for most people. Yeah, as you say that, I couldn't agree more. I can immediately start to put people in my life into categories of those who give me their utmost attention, which is quite a small percentage really, versus those who are mostly distracted and obviously waiting just to say what's on their mind. Totally. And do the people who really listen make you feel different? Absolutely. Even if we disagree or they don't like what I'm saying, there's a wholly different level of trust and resilience in the relationship. Yes, that's a great observation. Because listening done well is a great way to reinforce a sense of connection with someone. And it can also pave the way for more productive interactions. And that's created simply by someone setting aside their agenda, turning off their need to drive the conversation, and I would offer actually being interested in what you have to say. Because when we're genuinely interested, listening becomes easy. It absorbs us in the moment together. And this is where I get most excited in my work alongside teams. It's at that point where they're finding the chemistry that will enable them to align purpose, strategic clarity and the value they each bring. And good listening at this point can accelerate or kill a team's progress. And yet sadly it's often neglected in favour of speed or efficiency and this stops teams from really understanding what's happening. It stops them from making good choices and it stops them from being able to problem solve creatively together. 
It also stops them from leveraging the relationships they really need to build both inside and outside the team for the future. Listening well at the right time is a spidey sense that so many of us seem to neglect or fail to understand altogether. Yeah, and I think it's true to say, Emma, you're an incredibly adept listener. But why is that quality so rare? I mean, I'm the first to admit that whilst I know how important it is, I don't always practice what I know. I think it starts by rewiring our sense of worth. We're taught to know things at school and at work and not be shy in coming forward to share and articulate what we know as opinions or points of view. Really listening and then asking the right question is far lower on the list of things that we're rewarded for in our early life and career. We might learn to be quiet when we're young, but I'm pretty sure my two-year-old niece was gaining stickers on her reward chart for using her words and not using her eyes or her ears. It's also cognitively demanding to listen, unless you do it with real purpose. If you frame listening as an act of concentration, it's akin to holding your breath. You can do it for so long and then you have to give up. But that's not what happens when you have a real purpose to listening, an interior voice that easily and gently quietens your own monologue and focuses and absorbs you on the real mission. Why are you listening? What are you hearing? What's it making you feel? What's it making you think? What can you see now? That's really interesting. So how does it work? What you're describing sounds like a listening mindset. Well, if mindset's the interplay between what you think, how you feel and what you see, then I'd suggest that listening's one of the greatest access points to mindset and also the greatest disruptor for your mindset at once. Because when you do it really well and fully, it immediately enables you to see more and become more open. It enables you to get curious, feel connected and experience empathy all at once. And I think that's a pretty cool outcome for something that actually doesn't take years to begin to practice at its most basic level. But you asked how it works and I'd say that like all mindset building, you have to start with why. Why do I want this? What value will this provide for me that's beyond what I can achieve if I just continue doing what I always do? And if I take the teams I work with on growth acceleration, for example, they have a reason to listen. Because dealing with uncertainty means no one's an expert. You might bring a load of technical or customer knowledge, but essentially you're dealing in the margins of certainty. And you need everyone in the team to be thinking, contributing and challenging assumptions. You're operating in a non-linear problem-solving space. And here listening's the access point for sense-making. And it's vital for these teams to start with a belief that good insights, good ideas and good solutions can come from anyone and anywhere. You therefore have to stay open to everyone's value, regardless of their status or their experience or their knowledge. So for teams who don't know what they don't know, they can't afford not to listen to everyone because each input might hold the key to unlocking the uncertainty or finding that breakthrough insight that they're desperately looking for. And actually, what I found really fascinating when I've been listening back to some recordings of these team meetings is that you literally can't tell apart the new graduate from the 30-year expert. And yet so many of us are not taught this. How often do we wait until the most senior or experienced person speaks before we then start listening? Okay, so let's start with some technique. How do I get better at listening? I think it always helps to spend 20 seconds setting your intent for a meeting or a conversation. And you can do this by asking two questions. What can I learn here and what assumptions am I making before we even get going? 
Now these assumptions might be that this is a waste of time, or I have to do it because I'll only look bad if I'm not here, and so on. But without setting intent and surfacing your assumptions, they will unconsciously dominate your attention and stop you from listening. And you'll be able to recognize this because rather than absorbing yourself in the moment, you'll feel anxious and bored and you'll be fidgeting and multitasking even if you don't want to. But it can be really hard to do and easy to forget to set your intention in a world of back-to-back calls and meetings. Yes, totally true and I hear you there. But listening can also be an incredible productivity hack for the time and attention poor. Because by really listening, you get to the root cause faster and you're more likely to get to the right solution first time rather than a superficial reactive quick fix, which you then have to only go and redo later. So what happens when you really listen? Well, I've been thinking about this and I think there are three things that happen when you learn to really like listening. And I think these are game changers for building great relationships and solving problems together. Firstly, it enables others to talk. Now we love to be in control, which is why the sound of our own voice is soothing for us. But letting others in builds trust. It increases contributions and crucially, it builds a shared conversation space where you can really create future possibilities. Then it creates a remarkable state of empathy. You really are able to stand in someone else's shoes and make sense of their worldview and thinking, which is amazing because you then get a new perspective. When you're constantly in judger mode, you never really sense this. What that does is then open you up to a value of someone else and at the same time you even feel more valued. Finally, it leads you to ask questions. The very thing we have drilled out of us at a young age and asking questions places you in a state of curiosity rather than judgment. And that means we're less likely to fall prey to confirmation bias and that's looking for information that supports our belief rather than evidence suggesting we might be wrong. It can reduce stereotyping and it helps us to view tougher situations more creatively by reducing our defensiveness and slowing us down to literally see more. And we've mentioned this before, but it really can help form more meaningful connections with others. Beyond setting our intent, what else helps us to listen better? I think it might seem odd, this one, but if you keep a score on how many times during the day you actually do it, it's gonna help you become honest with yourself that it's really a lot rarer than you think it is. So when you know how little you're really listening, you can then start to become conscious of what's standing in the way. Maybe you're just filling space. Maybe you want to be seen as in control, or maybe you're trying to avoid the embarrassment of not having that immediate opinion. I think also catching the minute you start to form an opinion on the motive behind what someone else is saying is really important. And that's that moment when you notice you're closing down and starting to strip out the context and the nuance of what's being shared and instead simply replaying and reinforcing your own position. And that really limits you in terms of true insight. The ability to stay with listening and let go of your need to be right and in control is why it's so powerful. What else shuts us down? Uh, Distraction. That would be top of my list. When you're multitasking on your phone, you can't listen. And the other person might gamely persist but a part of them really is already surrendered to the inevitable reality that you are not really there. And when this happens, we also lose motivation. Curiosity is pretty impossible because both sides default to transaction. They're just doing enough to exchange what passes for viable information. There's no learning there. There's no trust building. 
And when this happens, the energy spirals down and we're just counting down the minutes until both of us can leave and say goodbye. So, how have you learned to build this muscle of listening? That's a really good question. Uh, I feel there's a real discernible connection between how I'm feeling and how well I can listen. So I tend to think about that quite a lot. I ask myself, am I really prepared to listen today or in this moment? Have I had a break? Am I hydrated? Does my working memory have enough space right now? Yeah, hold on. Tell me about your working memory. Uh, My working memory is just that if I'm trying to hold too many things in my brain during a conversation, I'm not focusing on the person and what they're saying. Instead, I'm just focusing on not forgetting something. So I find that just writing things down before a conversation, even on a post-it note, just clears my head and it really helps. I kind of reset and then I'm ready to go again. Thank you. What else? Well, I think recognising that there are two people in the conversation. Just because you're listening doesn't mean you're not contributing. The listening role is a really crucial part of any conversation space and it's not passive. So you need to engage listener mode and step into the space And in listener mode, you're constantly trying to craft better questions and help others speak more freely, share more information, share how they're feeling and retell their story afresh so they don't just default to a kind of reactive narrative. And this helps us explore what we're really thinking again and reassesses the possibilities from what's been shared. And this can make the conversation really valuable from both sides. Too many people see the listening role as the idle one the passive one or the submissive space, or simply the role you have to occupy when you're waiting to speak. And I think that's crazy, because what happens then is that both parties become defensive. The listener, in inverted commas, is desperately wishing the other person will stop so they don't lose their own train of thought or the impact that they want to have by sharing the thing that they've been holding in their head for so long. And the person speaking then gets defensive because they can see the frustration and the impatience on the other person's face, which is then making them feel rushed, it's making them feel unimportant, and it's making them feel devalued. And then neither side has a good experience. And yet, if we embrace the listening position and use it to its best advantage, the person speaking actually gets better because they get a platform to engage in their thought process and resolve any tensions or uncertainty in their own opinions and the person listening can press pause on their own opinions. They can get curious, they can ask questions, and they can then take the conversation forward. It just requires us to get better at being comfortable with not being right and not being in control. What are you working on now in terms of listening? I knew you'd ask me that, so I thought I'd share a little bit of what I've been up to at the moment. So I'm really interested in the effect of playing back what I've heard to someone and the effect that has on both sides. And what I found is that it, first of all, just displays in its clearest terms that you've actually listened. This ups the stakes for both sides that this is worthwhile exercise. Your playback helps in the process of mutual clarification. It's so easy to walk away with false assumptions of what you've heard, but a playback quickly allows someone to say, no, that's not what I meant that's not what I said. And it's often a game changer for the person speaking because they're confronted with reconciling if they identify with what they're really saying and the listener again gets the information they need to ask another great question. But I'm also working uh, with a lot of people right now to sit in the listener space and just feel comfortable being in that mode. 
exploring the edges of their hearing and visual senses to see what surfaces for them, what they get interested in, and therefore when they've really heard what the other person's conveyed. And when I hear someone play back to me, I heard some frustration and anger in that, or I really heard the joy that they experienced in there, then I know we're listening to each other. And then I know we can move on to solve some great problems together. Emma, that was incredibly valuable and useful. And I'm sure our listeners have taken away some thought-provoking ideas there and some very practical things that they can get on with. And would love to thank you for coming on to the Evolving Leader podcast. Thank you, John. Thanks for having me.